damn it. No, I'm not kissing you. Alright, let's do this. Children, behave. Sit down, Lucy. Behave. Sit. Sit. Alright, Catherine. Hey. Hi. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Fine. Good. Yeah. You, you got some company over there on the yeah, couch. Yeah, I got my dogs. Yeah? Yeah, my two little children. Yeah. My chitlins. Hey. See, it was so much quieter the last two episodes. Yeah, because be a lot they louder around. this one. I know. Lucy, can you sit? They can never just like get comfortable, you know. They're they're both trying to fit over there with you, and there's just not the space for it. She's crawling into my lap. Anyways, hey. Hi. We still need a jingle. Who wants to make us a jingle? Does somebody out there, please make us a jingle. Yeah. This is. What do you uh, imagine it sounding like? I have no idea. You see, I think your jingle idea and my jingle idea would be completely different. I think you want something chipper and cute, and I want like I don't I don't know what I want. Like the national. Yeah, like something like the national esque. Yeah. Radiohead. Radiohead. Yeah, yeah. Let's just put Ew, a Radiohead you know track I feel on about this. Radiohead. Anyways, all right. Uh, welcome back, everyone. <laughs> uh, you're listening to the Pink Chair. Uh, today, I don't know what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today? Today, we're. We're gonna we're gonna maybe talk about our backgrounds. Okay. Yeah. And by backgrounds, what do you mean? Like background I mean, check. Um, like how many? Who we were and who we were growing up. Okay. Before we met each other. All right. This is like a I, this is a conversation I always comes up in our nearly day to day lives. Yeah. About how different our Upbringings parents were. Are. Yeah. How different our siblings were. Yeah. So. I think the first thing to set that apart is the fact that I'm Hispanic. Yeah, we're in a biracial relationship. And you're Caucasian, and we're in a biracial relationship. I'm white. Um, yeah, you're white. Um, but it's funny. You don't think that plays into it at all, but it plays into it quite a bit. Like, and... Uh, no, yeah, Hispanic and Caucasian cultures are pretty different. Yeah. Like, I remember I had this conversation with an old friend of mine, mm-hmm. Kenton, who is African-American. Yeah. And we had talked about this before, and he had asked about um, biracial relationships. And I was like, you don't think about Mexican and his, or Mexican and white being mm-hmm. a biracial relationship because we're so close in skin color. Right. But, like, we are in a biracial, like, completely no, different cultures. Yeah. And so that, like, but our upbringings come up a lot about, yeah. like, how different we are personality-wise and, like, what we got from our parents and stuff. For sure. I just thought that'd be an interesting topic. And I think second is that you have a sibling. And you don't. And I don't. I'm an only child. You're an only and child. And I grew up and as an only it. child. And Ugh. thank God I didn't turn out weird. Weird. Socially awkward. Nothing against any other only child. Yeah. Only I mean, children. we're stereotyping. <laughs> yeah, but that's a stereotype. But I feel like the mass majority of only children are a little... Yeah. You know? I mean, don't get me wrong. I was a weird kid. Like, I did some weird shit. You were pretty cute. I was cute, but, like, I was lonely. Like, I, like, was raised by myself, so I was like, who the fuck am I going to play with? Oh, I'm going to, like, keep myself entertained. So it was either, like, like pulling my video camera, making movies with my action action <laughs> figures, or, like, stringing a rope down my tree and putting on a climbing harness and swinging around for four hours. 
Like, I was known in my neighborhood as the fucking, like, jungle kid. Because, like, I, I was just trees. climbing the front tree. That was my pastime. I climbed the front tree. Hey, it's better than, like, sitting on an iPad all day or something. No, yeah, totally. Which we need to have that conversation sometimes. At some time. Like, kids and iPads. Uh, it scares me. I hate it. Conversation yeah. over. All right. Fair. All right. So, um, yeah. Where do we start with this? I don't even know. This is so. This whenever we decided we wanted to do a podcast, this was an episode that we just like immediately came uh, to mind. Like immediately knew we wanted to talk about because yeah. it was so impactful. Like in the beginning of our relationship, when we were really like starting to know each other and trying to mesh our families together, and like it was just it was so hard. Mm-hmm. I think more so on my end. Mm-hmm. And so this probably would be like maybe a two-parter series. We kind of wanted to talk about like what our upbringing was like first and kind of get an idea or kind of tell our stories separately of like who we were individually right. before we met each other. Right. And then what, what, how that affected our relationship would probably be like episode two. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. Or cool. not episode two, but like the second, the second part. part of this. Yeah, for sure. So cool. why, why don't, why don't you just talk about it. what you're, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So I was born in 1990 in the 90s you're was gonna it? go your whole bio yeah i'm gonna do the whole bio <laughs> um my family were living in the suburbs of houston a small town called pearland texas um and what are you doing there he's trying to get up come on oh come on and uh anyways i was the only child and my mom was a stay-at-home mom and my dad worked a lot when i was a child and we didn't have that much like we really didn't um and I don't know if it's a Hispanic thing or I, I, I don't know. But my my mother was we, we were very close. Like we me and my mom are still very close. Yeah. Like up until we met, like we were closer than, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not close with my mom. That's a weird thing. Yeah. To say. No, you're very but, close with your mom. Yeah. And so nothing. My, my mom homeschooled me. And then after I started getting into school now that i think about it it's kind of funny like she found a way to like kind of stick around and she started working for the school mm-hmm. she started volunteering for the school and then next thing you know she was getting a job and like i don't know the office and all that kind of stuff and like i kind of hopped around with her she went to a couple different schools i hopped around with her until i got to like middle school and then like i was like you know out of the system uh that's kind of crazy thinking about it like that like mm-hmm. she was always like being around which isn't a bad thing it was like nice and it was fun like knowing my mom was around like that was cool um, but I mean, I was a very sheltered kid for as much yeah. as I did. I was always busy. My parents had me in everything. That like, was always really fascinating to me. Yeah. Like I was a boy scout. I was in Taekwondo. I was in track. I was in football. I was in band. I was piano in lessons. piano lessons. I mean, like literally I was in sea scouts. Does anyone know what sea scouts is? No, it's like boy <laughs> scouts for the water. Like that's what it is. You it's were like, in it. And I was in it. Like it's the most, like I was always like, I came home, I ate and I went to something. Like it was like every day was filled. Every weekend was filled. Car wash, event, camping trip, track meet, band. Like it was fucking crazy. Yeah. Like I was always doing something. So as involved as i was i was a very sheltered kid mm-hmm. uh people always ask me like how was it growing up in houston i don't know because all i know is like Pearland, texas like you know like that's all i really know yeah. you know and it's kind of crazy you know and so it was a shock leaving home after high school for me i'm jumping way ahead 
But no, like, I think- I, I, and it's a shock for anybody, but especially for me because like I was very dependent on my parents being an only child, and I was very dependent on having that kind of structure at home, and uh, it took me a while to adjust to college. Mm-hmm. It took me like meeting some good friends and like really being like, okay, like okay this is cool like i can i can be my own person <laughs> you know like that's yeah. that's kind of how like it felt you can kind of do what you want to do right totally so like that was my upbringing i was always busy and always with my parents yeah like, so like very like i feel like you were very dependent on your parents and they were very dependent on you right like you guys were the little three peas in a pod right and i always found it so fascinating that you literally did every thing yeah like I don't even know how you found time to do everything. I but y'all figured it out. Yeah. Where I was like, I mean, grew up nearly completely opposite. Right. Like I had two parents and then my dad passed away when I was sixteen. And so a good portion of my life I had a single parent. And when I was younger my parents were divorced and so it was like I always sort of in a weird way had like a single parent it was mm-hmm. always like my mom and then I have a sibling I have a sister yeah and so I grew up with a, not only a sister but a sister that's literally 14 months older than me I mean like, you might like as well twins. be twins yeah for sure yeah we're almost Irish twins we're so close yeah and my my parents both owned a business and so they were always working yeah and I don't remember I don't I never thought about it as a kid but looking back, like, Megan and I were, like, latchkey kids. Like, we raised ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. we would walk ourselves to school or, we like, we'd go to our little daycare place and we'd wait for mom to come get us after work. And, yeah. like, I remember, like, riding my little bike to school or getting on the bus, like, mm-hmm. picking up my little check off the counter when mom was already for at work and having to wake it. myself up for school, yeah. like... All little things like that's, that that I didn't think about as a kid, but whenever you and I started dating, I was like, oh we started my. picking out. Yeah, all those little we started things figuring like, just, like, oh my god, our lives are so different. So like, different. Like the fact that you rode your bike to school, like my mom would have never would let, never me let do you that. do that. Like if she wasn't taking me to school, it was my grandma taking my, me to school or like something like that. Like I remember my grandmother like driving me to high school. Like that was wild. But, no, like I remember. Yeah, it's not like my mom was like not there, no, but like yeah. I don't like when I when I think about my childhood, I don't think about my parents that much. Yeah. Like I don't remember them. When I met very you, much. you were such an independent person, and it's such a reflection of your childhood. Like I think your lifestyle was just a very independent person, both you and your sister. Yeah, you know, like y'all were just raised that way. As which I, is good. It's great growing up. Like whenever I got to college, like. My mom was always, like, really good about teaching us. Like, I remember turning 16 and, like, my mom had got, you know, passed down her car or whatever and, like, going, hanging out with my friends and, Mm -hmm. like, we'd go get some gas for my car and they were like, wait, you fill up your own gas? Like, my friends didn't even know how to fill up gas in their cars. Yes. Yeah. I was just like, what? Yeah. Like, it's so weird. But anyways. I think one of my favorite stories you tell me about your upbringing in comparison to mine. And I'm not mad about it. I'm thankful for it because it gave me so so much experience at a young age that my parents put me in so many different things and had me very involved and that I was just a very involved person. But I also respect you telling me, like, 
you telling your mom that you wanted to try something. I forgot what you said. It was like oh, yeah. volleyball or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, I want to do volleyball. And she said, cool. Like, I'll, I'll be there with you. Like, I'll, we'll do this. And But the moment that you got tired of it or the moment that you didn't want to be involved with it anymore, she completely supported that decision, you know? Yeah, which and my I, mom, it's funny that you say that, like, has later in life said, like, I wish that I wasn't so, yeah. like, you know, right. whatever you wanted. Like, when I was a kid, like, whatever sport I wanted to play, my mom was like, cool, mm-hmm. let's do it. And then if I didn't like it, she's like, all right, cool, let's do something else. Mm-hmm. But I remember whenever I got to high school and I was doing dance and there was, like, a, a small window, it was like, right after my dad died, that I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. And she yeah. was like, you have to do this. Like, yeah. all of those years that I, like, told you that, you, you know, could do whatever you wanted, not anymore, like, you have to stay in this. Yeah. So it's like it kind of goes both ways. It goes I think both it's, ways. I think it's important to what? to follow through with something, which right. is a good lesson. But right. it's also like you got to do what you enjoy. Yeah. I just ended up. I think my mom knew how much I love dance, but regardless, it's just this would just kind of yeah. fit in with the conversation. No, you're totally having. right. And like but. I look back on it, and like my parents pushed me to do these things. I get it now. They wanted me to be well rounded, learn all these lessons from these different things. Yeah. I got frustrated at times. And sometimes I look back on it and I'm just like, God, like I was always fucking doing something, you know, like it kind of stressed me out. And I, sometimes like I, I, I get mad about it, you know, mm-hmm. I, I do, but that wasn't their intentions at all. And I totally respect it. And I always think about, I always go back to, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of like a tangent here, but like if they were really that pushy, then I would have been an athlete. Like, I would have followed in my dad's shoes if, like, they were really that pushy, you know? Yeah, that's um, true. And because my dad was just, like, well-rounded, like, athlete, like, went to go play for a small time in the NFL. And, like, a parent like that would want you to follow in those footsteps. But my parents were always very much, like, happy that I was happy doing something that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that's how I ended up doing band for so long. Yeah. So I always think about that. That's you know? true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I think that they, I think they just honestly probably wanted to keep an eye on you Mm -hmm. and like didn't want you to get into trouble. Which is fair. Which it makes complete sense. Consume my time with things like that rather than. I don't necessarily agree with it. Yeah. But I can see like your parents, because I feel like we've talked about this before. Yeah. uh, Like with your parents. Yeah. That they just wanted to like keep an eye on you. Keep you busy so that you're not like going into high school and, you know. Yeah. Doing drugs and having sex or something. Right. No high school. No high school. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just winked at him. um, All right. And so uh, I think, yeah, us being together, I think one of the first things that you noticed was how dependent and uh, the relationship that I had with my parents. I I was on my own in San Marcos going to college, living out my life. But at the same time, like I was still very synced with my parents like i was still very connected like i call my mom about every day which is a sweet thing it's a sweet thing but like i called her for anything like i would be like if i worried about something i would call her oh yeah and you wouldn't come to me and that made me so mad right yeah even when we were together for like a year or months to up to a year yeah i was still like dude we're living together and you're still gonna call your mom and ask her like yeah and it's just like those like traits of dependency that just kind of carried through yeah. You know, and or like I, you know, if I something happened in my car, like I, you know, 
go take it to my dad and we work on it together and figure it out yeah like granted i'm learning something but still like i'm having to rely on my father to like help me out yeah which is no funny that you say that, that because like i didn't grow up like that right like, my mom was like go take it to the shop yeah, yeah. and this is I feel like this is something that I took from my childhood that I will one day teach to my children. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this before. Like, my mom, I remember, like, when I was little, like, three, four, and, like, we would go to McDonald's or something. Mm -hmm. And I was super shy as a kid. And I would, like, lean over to my mom and be like, Mom, I want some ketchup. And she would say, well, you need to go over to that lady at the counter and you need to go ask for some. Mm -hmm. And then I'd be like, no, I don't want to. And she's like, well, I'm not going to get you ketchup. So if you want ketchup, you need to go up to the counter and get you some. Yeah. And you were like, no, no, no. My mom got me everything. Yeah. And like, it shows. And it, Because, like, how much do I hate, like, making phone calls? Yeah. Or, like, how much do I hate, like, walking up to ask for, like, that extra fork? You're or, like, always like, I don't want to like call them. I yeah. don't want to reach out to him. What do yeah. I say? You call them. I still, and I have to like, do everything. Yeah. But it's like, that. that is something, like, as small and minute as that was, like, that that was me Mm -hmm. like that is who i am now like if i need to get something done i'll do it myself and like yeah you're so much better now that we've been together for so long you've like i've sort of rubbed rubbed off on you a little bit but i remember the beginning of our relationship i was was shy like i was just this like shy little only kid and it wasn't until like i mean it probably goes back to being involved that i started opening up and i started like being able to talk to people but like i remember being a kid and not being that talkative you know like i'm still sometimes not that talkative i don't know you know yeah you have your moments yeah i have i have moments with it but that's interesting like yeah i think the first like year or two of our relationship Mm -hmm. especially we really struggled to like find common ground right i feel like we was just constant like arguing almost like bickering about the smallest things things. like Like, making chicken dinners and you being so anxious about if i cooked it right or like fucking salmonella is a real thing though (laughs) all right let's like come back to earth there for a second oh my god it would drive me nuts (laughs) like and i think you know i i feel like you learned so much like you were like so paranoid as a kid Mm because i feel like your parents were so yeah like watched over you every single second of the day that like you couldn't do anything on your own both of my parents are very paranoid people granted we had a couple things happen in our lives that make us really paranoid and like i'll i'll admit to that uh but it it scared me like i'm i was always paranoid about shit like i was always paranoid about getting sick about getting hurt about something bad happening you know And it took a while for me to really, like, realize. And I I might have gone, like, from one end of the spectrum to the other because now I'm almost, like, too chill, like, honestly. Yeah. Um, but very beginning of relationship, you were, like, Mr. Anxious Allen. Yes. Like, just yeah. every little thing you were questioning and yeah. you didn't want to eat every, You didn't want to eat certain things. You didn't want to go. You didn't travel anywhere. The first time we went to New York. Do you remember how you were the I first know. time we went I'm to New York? I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. I'm glad like, you brought that up. Like, it's so funny to listen to you now. Yeah. Because when we went to New York, for the, and this was two years ago. Three. Two. Two. Two years ago. Two. Only two years ago Shit. that we went to New York for the first time. And you were, like, having a panic attack about to get on the subway. Yeah. Because like, it was like, it just felt like another fucking world over there. Yeah, for me. like you were so. And that was just me. That was the first time that you'd really even traveled anywhere. No, it really was. Like on my own. Yeah. With somebody, with like somebody. Yeah, like that. No, you're yeah. totally right. 
and that just goes back to being like sheltered like going back to growing up in suburbia of houston like yeah i we traveled maybe like three times in my time you know living at home and that's why going off to college was such an experience but like still like I've always been in situations that have been comfort zones, you know? Like, I went to college knowing, oh, I'm here for college. And then where did I go? I went to San Marcos to finish my college, which is where all my family's at. It's where my parents grew up. So, like, I just immediately felt comfortable there. Yeah, and then also, like, you... So, you went to community college at Blinn mm-hmm. and then, in Brenham, and then you went to San Marcos, mm-hmm. and you lived at the home that your parents owned. Mm-hmm. So, like, you didn't even have the experience of, like, living in an apartment and having With to pay rent and all that, all that for the first time, no, or having totally to pay right. bills, yeah. like, and, yeah, like, you never had to experience that. Right. So, up until, like, I don't even know how old you were, 23 or something? Yeah. But we didn't, you didn't move out to your 26 in yeah. that house. We lived in that house for three years. Mm-hmm. You know? It's just wild how, like, yeah so i mean that's why i was like so anxious in new york because it was like a fucking eye-opening experience to me like wow people live outside of small town texas you know like and like even moving to austin was just like so important for us because i broke the separation a little bit of like like, almost immediately yeah no you're totally right it was like yeah it was bound to happen it just needed something to change it you know and i was yeah I grew, did a lot of growing up in the past two or three years. Mm-hmm. I've always been very mature. I've always been a very mature yeah, person. Yeah, it's not a matter of It's maturity. not a matter of that. It's just like a matter of dependency and just... You just... They never... They didn't teach you Yeah. how to do things on your own. Right. They just did everything for you. Mm-hmm. Which is sweet, but like then you grow up and you don't know how to do certain things. You right. don't know like you know yeah <laughs> it's yeah, just no, crazy I know. yeah like it, I, it's so wild like now where we're at now versus where we were i'm surprised we never even broke up yeah <laughs> so we got in some fights mm-hmm. we did we got real mad um, at each other and to lastly tie it off i think a little bit like culture plays into it a little bit as for well sure. for sure yeah uh hispanic families tend to be very tight-knit you know yeah. and hispanic families tend to be a lot bigger other than just one child so i think like my parents had one kid and just like held on to you know like really held on to it yeah uh which i'm grateful for absolutely but um yeah it's just a different lifestyle a very different lifestyle and so it was culture shock like dating you a little bit yeah, what was the experience like for you? Because it was obviously very different for me. Right. Because I was, like, dating someone that was calling their mom all the time. And, like, your parents were coming up every weekend. And, mm-hmm. like, I just felt like I was always with your parents. And I was like, am I a bad kid? Because I don't talk to my mom, like, ever. Yeah. It was, no, like, the was... weirdest thing. But, like, I didn't I didn't ever feel like you felt any. I think it was it was refreshing to kind of see you independent, like, at your age, you know? And it was, you know, it's, I, I don't have anything to really say about it, to be honest. I, just, like, I felt like because your, po- your mom's always... so easygoing and she's yeah. just like always so like happy to have us around when she did. And like, she never like, I'm not saying like my parents like butted into it, but like, you know, like I, it was just, it was easy with you, you know, on my end. 
Yeah, that's kind of yeah. that's how I always felt about it. Yeah. I, yeah, I always felt like the struggle was from my from my side, my perspective. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Is is interesting. It's just so crazy, like what your childhood does to you when you get older, mm-hmm. like how that affects you. And then it's so. So I never, I never had a relationship before you. Like I right. dated and I enjoyed dating, but I never was in a serious relationship with anyone. So right. I never. Like, you were literally, like, my first boyfriend. At 21 years old, I never had, like, a real serious relationship before. So I never had to go through those, like, meeting the parents mm-hmm. and, like, moving in together and, like, saying I love you. Like, I never went through any of that. So it was, like, almost even more, um, like, eye-opening. Yeah. And then just adding on the culture and all that all of that on top of it just made it like really difficult for me for sure and then also like i remember struggling a little bit with the idea that like like i not not the idea of commitment by any means but i had i had never i had never been with someone that like wanted to be with me Mm -hmm. so i was always so independent like i remember in college like I was always out and about or traveling or like going to the dance studio all night or being at work. Like I was always alone. So it was like kind of a really weird perspective being with someone that like was like, Hey, I want to, what are you doing? I want to be with you. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Whoa, this is kind of weird. No, totally. Yeah. We, we kind of went zero to a hundred. It was like a really interesting time. Yeah. It totally was. Now look at us. Yeah, we did. All right. Now we're married. Now we're married. Now our families are one. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a Calderon yet, so. Yeah, we're still still waiting on that fucking marriage license, guys. <laughs> no, we did get the oh, marriage license. Oh, we got license. the marriage license. We just need <laughs> I to, just have to go do it. We just need to go take to. care of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Well, we've, we've come a long way. Both of us, I think, have come a long way since then. I've gotten a lot more dependent, actually, which sometimes makes me really sad. Dependent on who? You. On me? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, like, sometimes, like, when we were listening to couples therapy, you know, my dog is just resting his... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in my lap. Um, there's this podcast we listen to with Casey Neistat and his wife, Candace, um, and... I love that podcast because it's kind of parallel to like I I see a lot of our relationship in that in that relationship. Yeah. And um, they did an episode about basically about you know their marriage and um, Casey basically like works all the time and Candace doesn't really get to work all so it's like very similar to like kind of our last episode. Right. But um Casey or Candace had said I'm I'm more in the life I used to have. Mm-hmm. And I like just we've talked about that like four times because I just think that's like so powerful. Yeah, because it sounds so um, depressing. It sounds a little morbid. It yeah. sounds really morbid, but like it's not that I'm. Of course, I'm so happy with my life now. Right. But before I met you, I had like all of these friends, and I was so independent, and I just like didn't need anybody, and I was just like so like carefree and like I think about like I think about the 
I mean, I was such a big dancer. Like that's that was my life, no, you and were. now I can't even imagine that I used to dance. Right. Like that, that that I had that creative like freedom mm-hmm. to like just go to the studio at three a.m. and like throw on a song and just dance because I just wanted to dance. Right. And I'm like, I could never do that now. Why not? I don't know. That's what I mean. You could do that easily. That's that's my point. Is like, I'm more in that, Katie. Yeah. That was just like, I'll do, I'll just, whatever I want to do, I'll do it. Yeah. You know? Where now I'm like a lot more hesitant to do things or, I don't think self-conscious is the right word, but um, I don't know what the right wording is. I think I'm just a lot more hesitant to do things now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I do agree with you, though. I feel like I saw that. Like, you... You dropped a lot of stuff to be in this relationship, like, and I don't, I don't think I dropped. That's not the not, right word either. No, not right. That's not the right word. Because again, that makes it sound like you know everything's right. about you. It's no, not. but like, I don't know. Like, it was a weird time because whenever we met each other, yeah, I that was already going to be my last year of dancing. Right. That was it. That's all I could do. So yeah. I'd already maxed out like my dance career like if i wanted to go find some random studio i could have mm-hmm. and paid for it which i don't want to pay for it right but ultimately like when i met you i was already planning on ending it mm-hmm. so in for- it just kind of worked out that way yeah but um i mean the point of that whole thing was that i was a i was just a i think a lot more um Carefree, maybe. Carefree. Is the word. Yeah. I don't think I'm any less independent now than I was then. No, you're not. But I think it's just I was more carefree. I was more free-spirited. Right. I was a little bit looser. Right. Sometimes I feel a little, like, uptight. Like, I, I work too much. I'm too serious. or. I think I think you know how to balance it. I think you're really good at balancing that. You're serious when you need to be. I mean, I'm an adult now. I'm not a 21-year-old And that's kid. the point. That It's just growing up. And it's just the part of, like, sharing your life with somebody. Like, that's just kind of how it is. That's why it's, like, I mourn that life, but it doesn't mean I'm not happy with the life I have now. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I I could complain about, like, all-nighters. Fuck, I still do all-nighters. What am I talking about? Uh, But, like, I would, like, run out in the middle of the night with my fucking camera and go shoot. Like, in college? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, go shoot time lapses, like, with Miguel or, like... And now I'm like, no, nah, dude, I should probably stay home. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, or like shit true. like that, you know? I guess you're right. Uh, it it's just, just, you just grow up together a little bit. Yeah. I feel it. like I've grown up with you, you yeah. know? Obviously. You kind of have. I was a little baby when we met. You were young. I was young, but not as young. Yeah. I had two years of drinking in me. That's about it. You did. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so. Sidetracked a little bit, but it still goes with the. Uh, it still goes with it. Yeah, we I'm tend to ramble it. a little bit, but you know, I don't care. Yeah, we're just talking, like I said. Just For sure. Little of this, little of that. You feel like we covered everything that we needed to? Yeah, because I don't want to dive into like. We could dive into specifics, on like some monumental moments that have sculpted our relationship, <laughs> but I think yes. I think we should save that for later. Yeah, because I, I think next week's podcast, I really want to talk about are like what actually happened in our relationship that made a, a big difference mm-hmm. like it was like make or break mm-hmm. how his parents affected me and what that was like mm-hmm. how you know your relationship with your parents affected me mm-hmm. and like what 
like what happened because mm-hmm. i think it's important to like talk about that because that was a, a really really big part of our relationship was yeah. trying to find common ground with your parents you know yeah but i don't want to talk about that right now no because i gotta go take a shower and i gotta go to bed yeah at the end of the day, we still very much love my parents. I love my parents. <laughs> of course. This is nothing against my parents. <laughs> you think I hate your parents? I don't know. I just don't want people to be like, damn, she hates her parents. No. I love his parents. Yeah. But I didn't always love his parents. <laughs> but I don't think anybody, like, a me- well, you know, some people get lucky. But yeah. it's in-laws. Everybody has their issues with in-laws. Yeah. But I'm very happy with them now. Except your mom. She's never given me any issues. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, who doesn't love Barb? I know. She's great. Yeah. Anyways. She's pretty cute. All right. Okay. Uh, where are we at? 30 minutes. I'll hey, take look it. At that. Good job. High five. Ooh. All right. All right, guys. Um, that's it. We'll kind of continue and dive deeper into this next week. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, the Pink Chair Podcast, at the Pink Chair Podcast. We're on Twitter now, at the Pink Chair Pod, I believe. They didn't let me put all the characters in there. <laughs> and uh, also, I tried filming this, literally just dropped before we started recording uh, this episode. IGTV got launched today. I don't know what it is, We're but gonna I'm try filming it, out. it, and I'm going to try it out. And hopefully you see this, and you see our little setup, and our ghetto mics, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um I know I wanted to make one last thing. We've been talking about Spotify, and we reached out to them, and they're just super, super backed up, yeah. right, with yeah. podcasts. So so at some point, I know we're going to be on there. For sure. I think they're just really backed up. Yeah. So I'm going to do a poll and see what y'all are using to listen to this, because I'm curious. I'm curious what are y'all, y'all yeah, are using. Yeah, because what are we on right now? Because now we're on Spotify. I mean, no, I'm sorry. Now we're on Anchor. Yeah. We are on... Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast. Stitcher, which is supposedly a big one. We're now on Google Play. So if you have Google Play, we're on that too. So the only missing link now is like really Spotify. What about... So. Like, do we get on Apple? Oh, like I think we are on Apple. I think we're on that. I'll double check. Okay. But well, regardless, um, we'll also keep you updated with the Spotify. For sure. And then I, if you follow us on Instagram, I posted today about um, us wanting to incorporate questions. Mm-hmm. So um, we can take questions from like Twitter if you reach out to us on Twitter mm-hmm. or if you want to ask us questions on Instagram. Just comment in the post with the hashtag Pink Chair Podcast and then ask the question and then... Uh, we can read those and then try to incorporate them in our next episode. As best as we can. As best as we can. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks. This was a good one. I'm happy about it. Yeah, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> God damn it. It is currently... What time is it? It is 7.30. It's 7.37. It's 7.30 p.m. It's time. time to go to bed, and it's time for me to stay up. All right, guys. Talk to you all next week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>